Hello and welcome to The Joy of Marketing with me, Andrew Veach. This week I'm joined by Amy Kelly, Director of EMEA Marketing at User Testing. I've long been a big fan of user testing uh, and I've actually used user testing uh, for many years um, as an e-commerce solution. So it's great to be joined uh, by Amy. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Andrew. It's lovely to be here. Thank you for inviting me. Um, so I guess a great place to start. In fact, there's a quote from uh, Jim Barksdale, uh, which I really like, which is, if we have data, let's look at the data. If all we have are opinions, let's go with mine. <laughs> 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 but I think that is a part of a bigger th- question about culture, isn't it? Because you can have a culture of going with opinions or you can have a culture of test and learn, I guess, can't you? Definitely. I think it comes down to, you know, how your organization tries to rally around the customer. You know, if, like what we try and do at user testing is, is build that culture of empathy. So just around, you know, what you're saying there, Andrew, like test and learn, it's just, you know, it's avoiding that conversation of saying, you know, who's the hippo in the room and who gets to make that final decision, doesn't it? Yes. Uh, I think it's definitely just about getting your organization to think always about the, the customer, to really understand that, you know, it's not always just going to, as you said, your opinion is going to be what launches this campaign or what launches this product is have we checked this with our key audience? Because you should always start with who you're serving. You should always go with, you know, who is this customer? What are we trying to do? And having that front of mind at all times. And I think that it does have to come from the higher up. You know, we've got a fantastic CEO, Andy McMillan, who very much does focus on the customer at all times. And I think that does trickle down into an organization. So that's how you can obviously have a C-level be really quite important in driving that culture of the test and learn, understanding customers and having someone always say, okay, have we tested that? Have we checked that with our key audience? Have we went ahead and even checked that this is something they want to have, you know, even before we build it? And I think that, you know, definitely while I've been at user testing, I've noticed that we are, as you say, practicing what we preach. We say drink our own champagne. You know, we're, we're launching our own campaigns through the user testing platform all the time as well. And I think it does. It makes a massive difference. Yeah. Drinking your own champagne is a much nicer way of putting it, of course, than the, the traditional uh, eat your own dog food, which we used <laughs> to say um, in the software business. Uh, but yeah. yeah, I totally agree. I think it is incredibly important at this top level not to bring your own opinions to the table. I mean, something I, I found in 15 odd years in marketing is that my personal views and the customer's personal views were generally radically different. In fact, I was virtually at the stage, I think, when I worked for a surf skate fashion business, the buyers would speak to me and ask them for my opinion because if I liked something, it would be a certainty it wouldn't sell. <laughs> Conversely, <laughs> if I didn't like something, it was likely to be a top seller. So I, I think, yeah, I mean, you're absolutely right. If you, if you bring your own personal opinions too much to the table, um, you know, it's just not going to work. I think it's definitely a balance for sure because if you think of all these folk that they're professionals, they, they know they're... They know what they're doing. You know, when we think of digital designers or anyone creating an online experience, you have that trust in your employees that they're doing the best job they can. And it's, it is, I guess, a balance of having your own opinions and then also making sure that you are gaining the insights from the customers directly. 
because that way, you know, you're not going to lose then. <laughs> you know, if you've, if you've got the professionals that are doing their job and then you're also validating things with your audience, you know, that's really where you're going to build that positive culture of test and learn. Yes, yes, you're absolutely right. Because opinion isn't a bad way of thinking of something to test, as long as you test it before you actually run with it. Um, so maybe just stepping back a bit, I mean, obviously I'm aware of, of, of usertesting.com, which, you know, I said I've used for many, many years. But perhaps people in the audience aren't familiar with it. So could you maybe just step back and explain um, what it is you do? Of course, yeah. Uh, user testing is the leading human insight platform. And what we mean by human insight is we're helping teams gather feedback at scale and really helping you make decisions with you know all the insight you need to, to make that decision with confidence, really. And the way it works is uh, walk you through an example where you know if there's a digital designer, a UX designer, someone that's creating an online experience, they may have got to the point where they feel I'm happy with the, what I've created. I'm just going to test this now with my audience. So you, you go into the platform and you zone in on that demographic, first of all. So you try and find the participants. We have got a worldwide contributor network where they're already onboarding the platform. So you don't have to go and try and find these participants. We already have them there for you. And you will select that URL or wherever you want them to start. And then you will detail the test and exactly what you want them to do. And you're trying to say, for example, uh, they might be trying to test the usability or it might just be feedback on what do you think of this experience or what do you think of this creative? What do you think of anything at all? You know, give me that feedback on, on what I'm trying to find the insight and test on. And, uh, and then really the results are video based feedback and video based feedback is so powerful because you get to see that emotion. So we actually can have the camera on the participant so you can see facial kind of expressions like if they're scratching their head thinking this is a really difficult experience or you might just have the verbal feedback and they will be telling you exactly what they're doing while they're doing it, how they feel about it, their expectations. It probably could shine some light on something that's really went wrong there, like what, what pain that they're feeling to help you then go back and iterate and make that experience even better. So ultimately, as I said, it's a scalable way to get feedback. And you know, for traditional methods being a bit different for focus groups or in lab, in lab testing, this is just a faster way to, to get that insight. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I had um, somebody in the web team um, at Diet Chef who actually used to just used to go and sit beside someone um, as they went through the website, um, which was effective. But obviously, the difficulty with that is trying to scale that up to 20, 30 people and trying to have it people from different demographics, different countries, um, obviously all got, got very difficult. Um, but I think, you know, I think that this product is, I mean, that's essentially what it's doing, isn't it? You're just sitting beside somebody virtually and I guess it's not only that you see problems, but it's, it's much more specific, isn't it? So rather than just knowing there's a problem on this page, which a tool might tell you, this is telling you specifically um, what, what the problem actually is. And again, actually, exactly. one of the, from Diet Chef, actually, we, when we launched a US site, um, we used user testing. Um, and I remember one of the things that came up is we had a card expiry date. And of course, in British English, you would say expiry. In US English, it's expiration. <laughs> and of course, <laughs> the Americans hated uh, seeing expiry. They thought it was maybe a fake website. But I mean, that's, there's no way that we could have got that insight through any other method, apart from just getting some Americans to test it and, and give us that feedback. 
Um, yeah, it's definitely about breaking assumptions, Andrew, because I think that's what we're talking about earlier is just uh, thinking that you are the professional, you know how to do this job, you, you go ahead. But at the end of the day, you know, like if, if you are just taking it all for granted and not, not able to sort of break those assumptions, you know, that's where things do end up in rabbit holes. And if you're not getting that insight, you don't know for sure if this is going to work. So, yeah, it is. I use the platform all the time for marketing campaigns and just the insight and feedback I get, I think, helps all of our campaigns improve massively. So, Amy, who is it within the business that should actually be doing user testing? So I think typically a lot of people think of user testing and might immediately think that we sit within the UX box. You know, we have definitely worked with UX researchers and UX designers for a very long time and been critical to their tech stack. But now what we're seeing is because of say, for example, what the pandemic did is, is just pushing everyone to this digital first and, and not, you know, if we take the, the industry of e-commerce is, you know, having to have that really great experience online. I think people really came to around the power of customer experience and the power of the voice of the customer. So actually now we're seeing a lot more marketers, a lot more product managers and you know, C-suite getting involved with listening. So I think when we take the word research out of it and we just say, listen, it's just getting feedback or it's listening to your customers, simplifying that and helping people understand that doing this will improve how much empathy you have for your customers and ultimately building a better business. So I think that's quite exciting at the moment, especially, you know, for myself as a marketer, I had never thought about getting my own feedback like that. You know, I would rely on agencies or people to tell me what the customers thought. You know, when I worked at Facebook or I worked at YouTube for a while and it was, you know, we were getting an insights uh, team coming to us and giving us reports, but I never was going out and testing anything myself or seeing a video of someone giving feedback on something that I created or something I wrote or creative I worked on, whatever it was. So since I've been at user testing for the last three years, I've really completely changed how I market you know and I do a lot of testing myself and I love getting that feedback because I might be so excited about something and think oh this campaign's amazing and really excited about this creative that we've generated and and, and worked with the brand team on and then we can sit, test it out and just get the most horrific feedback and go okay right we've definitely not thought of the customer during this whole excitement thinking that we're great and <laughs> we're geniuses when really actually we, we should have you know probably started with the customer um, so I think, uh, you know, it, it, what I was saying earlier about the startup founders as well is, is um, that whole element of understanding your customers when you're, when you're building the product or even before you've done it. We've got an amazing customer, John Talbot, who heads up um, Purple Dot. And so he works in the e-commerce world. And he said that he actually takes the feedback from his customers of what they say they think that Purple Dot is. And he used that narrative as how to even sell his product. So exactly what the customer said, he put on his website because that's how they interpreted the product. So I think when you're thinking of a startup founder thinking, okay, I'm going to test this with my audience, hearing the feedback of what someone thinks of the product and then actually using that in your marketing material, that's pretty cool. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. And there's nothing more powerful than actually just seeing the video of the customer you know, using the product and talking about it. So where does user testing fit in with all of the other sort of testing products and solutions that, that we'll be using? So I think there's an array of, of different testing solutions of when you're, it depends what, of course, you're testing. But if you are 
complementing um, testing with user the, the platform user testing, you you might have something like um, Qualtrics or SurveyMonkey where you're getting the big data, right? So that's always important that quantitative data, but with that you're understanding perhaps what that is but you don't understand why so when we talk about the why that's where user testing helps you have that more human approach so i think that there's big testing with big data and there's different things like eye tracking and there's loads of solutions to just help enhance experience you know the experience software kind of market is much bigger now because now organizations realize the impact of really top cx top CX customer experience is just such a game changer now for being a leader or being a laggard, you know, who's getting it right and who's not. And uh, definitely with user testing, it does complement, you know, we've got customers use an array of solutions, which we are partnered with as well. And we help with integrations to make that easier. Um, but uh, yeah, I guess it comes down to what they're testing, but uh, with user user testing platform, you are, getting the why, you know, when you're trying to understand something that's going to help you understand why something is happening or why someone feels that way. And you're going to have other testing solutions to help you perhaps understand what that is. I mean, when do you think it's a good idea to do testing? And is it when you sort of, is it something you should do like regularly, like, I don't know, once a quarter, or would you more link it in to, to when you make changes? I think it's, you know, connected to the first question around culture, you know, if, if you're thinking regular testing, regular feedback, I think some people might get put off by the words research, for example, because it could just be as simple as just gaining feedback at key stages. So, you know, if you're creating a software product or something that's uh, like an app or, you know, you're going to have regular iterations. And I think at any key changes, uh, when you are making changes to the product, that is when you have to test it. So integrating those key testing stages throughout the product development lifecycle. So um, that's definitely something we'd say. But one thing that I love uh, talking to different startup leaders is, you know, testing before you even launch the idea. You know, there's a, an amazing chief product officer as, and also CEO, Ariel Kilroy, who's the, the chief product officer over at Dado HR. And she talks always around validating idea stage as much as product stage. So even if you were to put your ideas down on a slide or you know the most roughest form of that idea, send that out. And even if you don't have used testing and you're just sending it to a friend or anything, it's just validating, is this a good idea? And do you think this is a need for this? Because you perhaps are within this demographic that we're trying to serve. And um, I think that's a powerful thing for startups to start to think about is let's test before we get too far and we have a really expensive change later on before we even start building let's test it now uh, and I think from that offset especially if you're a smaller organization and you're starting to scale you're going to build that culture of test and learn right from the beginning you know if that's okay we've tested it before we've launched anything we've tested it you know at this key stages of this uh, you know design change or whatever it might be or you know, and we're testing it when we're seeing a drop in behavior or say it's conversions that you're measuring, whatever that might be, you know, just, just having that as part of your narrative and your product team and your digital team of, have we tested that? Have we tested that? And then I think that's when it comes a regular thing. There's no, there's not any strict rule, I guess, on when to do it, but I would say the be you know, the more the better for sure. Yeah. Do you know, thinking about it, one of the big drivers 
in, in my e-commerce business was actually settling arguments, I think. Because yeah. quite often me and my business partner would have an argument about something. But fortunately, you know, we were both data-driven people. So if we, if we had a disagreement, we would put together a test and then we would look <laughs> at the data and we would actually end up with, with a, an absolute proper answer um, rather than, I said, just, just, um, just diving in with what we thought. But yeah, you mentioned that about testing, because I suppose that, that is another driver is kind of testing when, when a performance dips. And obviously in e-commerce, you know, the big thing that people are always thinking about is, is conversion rates, isn't it? So, I mean, how, how would you use testing to improve conversion? So I think it comes back to that question, why? So perhaps if you're measuring conversions and you see that drop and that's a concern and everyone gets together and we say we've got these figures we can see this graph there's a massive plummet having something like user testing or or doing that uh, actual feedback with with the customer and getting them to explain why is so powerful because they might shine a light on the fact that like that checkout button is not even working guys (laughs) you know it might be as simple as that or you know i just didn't like the fact that it sent me back to that page or whatever that that why is and getting that real human insight can completely change that design of the experience and help improve conversions. Like if you work in conversion rate optimization, it is so critical to not only get the big data and to manage that and see what's happening trend wise, but also to understand what is the reaction to customers? What are they saying? How are they feeling? And building that full picture can help you make informed decisions with confidence. And at the end of the day, you're going to be able to look into perhaps why something's went down or why something's went up, you know, if that's also great news and um, and really figure out how to optimize on that because you'll be getting that why, you'll be getting that insight and think, okay, this is how we have to make that change. This is what we're going to do going forward. And ultimately, you should be able to increase conversions by having that fully informed uh, decision-making power. Yeah, absolutely agree. The conversion starts with knowing what the problems are. So at Diet Chef, what I did is I had a list of the top 10 reasons people weren't buying, which we compiled once a month. And the moment you have a list of the top 10 reasons people aren't buying, conversion rate optimization suddenly gets a lot easier because you know what it is that you're actually trying to fix. Whereas I've seen quite a few people dive into conversion optimization without really understanding um, what the problem actually is. But moving on just from this sort of core transactional behavior of someone coming to the website and buying, I mean, can we use testing to sort of see some of the, the bigger picture too? Of course. I mean, really, that, that the platform itself is there for you to use however you see fit. And a lot of the time that, say, when we're actually going through things like brand refreshes, we'll, act, we'll just want someone to kind of give us their opinion generally. It's all about how you phrase the questions. So if you have a test that is based around usability, you are probably going to say, you know, for example, you're shopping on ASOS. I would like you to go to the dresses page and I'd like you to try and find a red dress and then I want you to go through the experience and and add shoes and all that and that would be a test that you are very much asking questions around that step-by-step experience but if you're actually just wanting to understand sentiment then that's also a way that you can use things and and marketers you know definitely I think it's important before any massive creative changes is just getting that insight and feedback on how someone feels about design or, you know, what, how do you feel about this change that we're making to the brand or what do you think of this messaging? And just letting someone speak out loud freely, it's, it's an open-ended question 
and be careful of how you build those questions. But I think that that's where you can really test anything. You can check anything you want. <laughs> so I think that's the powerful aspect of it is that you don't have to just be checking usability. You can understand sentiment or there's even like employee teams that are using it to understand how their employees are feeling within the business and why they like working there and why they don't. You know, you can really test anything. Yeah, and certainly, again, at Diet Chef, I also used it really early in, in the journey. So we would actually ask... Sometimes we would ask people to start at Google searching for a delivered diet product. Um, and then we'd follow the train all the way from, you know, right from that early stage, even before they arrived at the website. Um, so you could just really understand what they were thinking when they were presented with all of these different adverts. So have you got any other sort of tips for what's good to test um, for sort of the direct to consumer listeners? I think it's really important to align your focus around testing to your business strategy. So I think it's, uh, you know, understanding um, that there could be a million things you could test, but you've got to prioritize. So if you're looking at how to enhance conversions or make your brand better or just reach more people with a more convincing message, it really comes down to you know, what are you trying to do within your organization? What's your focus areas and what are your teams trying to do right now? And I think that's where you can inform the, say the, the testing roadmap or however you want to position it as something that's critical to the culture, critical to the teams, you know, not just the digital teams, but getting your CEO to use a platform or, you know, do some user testing themselves to understand who the customers are. So they're, they're always bridging that gap and what we talk about is the empathy gap because if you're not understanding your customers you're creating experiences blind so if you're not able to understand how your customers are feeling or even just who they are you know put a person behind that persona you know don't just like assume that someone's this way because you've written it down on a piece of paper or you know amy's 34 she lives in edinburgh you know she works in marketing but you still don't know me so you have to speak to me. <laughs> you have to go and understand what it is I want, like what it is I need and how are you trying to help me as an organization. So aligning all of your testing focus around your business strategy and just how the different teams are going to integrate that testing because, you know, the UX designer might have a completely different test than the product manager. So just making sure it's all relevant and people are doing the correct testing to help them within their roles. Yeah, I can absolutely see that. I mean, I used to everything... I mean, obviously, it's just the practical way of, you know, are there problems with the website? Are there things that don't work? Are there things that aren't clear? Which is all very obvious. But I think also some of that bigger picture, how, how do, do I compare with the competitors? So actually, one of the things, again, I used to do was obviously doing it anonymously so that the testers weren't aware who it was. But I would test our competitors' websites and our own websites. And then I would get the view, um, the view of how they compared, uh, which, again, I found enormously valuable um yeah comparison testing is really powerful for sure definitely just getting that understanding of how people feel against one or the other for sure i really really like that I like to do that with uh, our own company as well <laughs> yes well do you know i'm just thinking we definitely need to do um some some uh, user testing at machine labs no definitely it's good for the insight i love just um understand even you know when i'm not talking about using the platform i love speaking to customers and the first thing i always say is why user testing why did you come to user testing you know what is it about user testing.com that's like came out to you so that i i can you know just get more of an understanding of of what it is that we're good at and perhaps what we have to improve on as well 
and and ultimately that helps us market to those folk better as well. Yeah, well, I'm absolutely glad to know that you're doing user testing too. So, uh, <laughs> thank you very much, Amy. I think that's been really helpful. Um, I, I've learned a lot, and I'm sure the listeners have too. So, thank you very much for coming on. Thank you for having me. If you're in e-commerce and would like to get to know your customers more, then install Machine Labs. We're on the Shopify App Store, or you can use our API if you're on other platforms. We're a marketing automation platform that can help you really personalize the messages for your customers. We look at more than 950 variables, everything from age to income, to rural or urban, to hobbies and interests, to household composition. And then we can help put together a really personalized recommendation treating each customer individually. So I hope you enjoyed the show and I'll see you next week on The Joy of Marketing.